Welcome to a new episode of Against the Fed. I am your host, Victor E. Cooper. During this episode, I would like to discuss the uh, my listenership. I was about to say the demographics, not really the demographics, but where my lis- listenership is concentrated. Uh, about 82% of my listenership is coming out of the United States. Of that... Of that, the leading state is Ohio, then Washington, then Virginia, then New York. Next is Illinois. But the highest concentration is Ohio. Uh, of Ohio is Columbus. I want to give a shout out to Columbus, Ohio. Thank you for listening. Um, my listenership is very thin. This is a very difficult topic uh, to to talk about, to discuss. It's not the sexiest, but it's the most uh, important, in my view, topic for all Americans to address. But uh, it's it's um. It's challenging to get people to really think about the Federal Reserve Banking System, who the real power welders are in the world. Columbus, Ohio's leading. Uh, next is next is uh. Let's see here. I'm looking at my stats here. Next is Washington. State, uh, Seattle, Washington is second. Uh, just about Seattle, Seattle has a 98 percentile of listenership out of that state. Um, let's see here, Ohio. I'm gonna go back and speak about it. Columbus has a 92 percentile of that state of New York. Of New York, um, most of the listenership is coming out. Excuse me, not New York, but uh, Virginia is third. Washington, Virginia is the leading city. Not Washington State, but Washington, Virginia. And the fourth is, fourth state, that is, is New York. With Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn is the city that is the fourth city in line. So we're starting with, uh, let's see here, starting with Columbus, Ohio, Seattle, Washington, Washington, Virginia, then Brooklyn, New York. I want to give a shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening. I hope I've been... 
uh, enlightening. I hope you learned something from me. I would love feedback. Uh, I will. I, I welcome your criticism, your corrections. Uh, as a citizen of these United States of America, it is my right to discuss this issue. It's my main political issue. It should be all America's main political issue because it affects all Americans, this Federal Reserve banking system. My condolences to the family of a 15-year-old young man that got killed in, I believe it was the Franklin Township of Ohio. The young man's name was Issa Jelani. My condolences to that family there. Um, I would like to discuss something that um, have not really uh, been publicized a great deal. I'm just becoming aware of it myself. It's the coin shortage. I'm uh, viewing the website, uh, US Today. The headline is National Coin Shortage. Pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters part of latest COVID-19 shortage. Uh, the publisher is Kelly Tycho, if I pronounce her name correctly. It was updated um, on July 1st, 2020, so I'm, I'm late. It's two years ago. I'm just going to briefly read a paragraph here. It says... Break out your piggy banks. The latest COVID-19 shortage involves pocket change. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a nationwide coin shortage, according to the Federal Reserve. Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said Wednesday the shutdowns caused by the pandemic have raised concerns about circulation of coins, which the Fed's 12 regional banks are in charge of supplying the commercial banks. Now here it is, uh, 2022, and I'm just now becoming aware of this. Uh, but what caused me to become aware of this is uh, I found a, a uh, shortage in paper dollars, seemingly, seemingly. Uh, I went to an ATM to withdraw some cash, and this ATM only had enough singles that the twenties were were gone. So uh, I had to uh, withdraw forty one dollar bills. I was I was hoping I'd get a hold of to some twenty dollar bills, but there was only there were only uh, singles and the big bills. The $50 bills. I didn't want all that money. It's, you cannot uh, 
can I uh, buy purchase things other property than gas? You go to the gas station, get a uh, fill up your tank, and you can easily break that fifty. But just going to a local store, you have you really have to go grocery shopping with that type of cash, the fifty dollar bills and the one hundred dollar bills. So the most uh, uh, used bill, in my view, are the twenties, tens, and fives along with the single dollar bills. The coinage shortage is it's kind of odd to me because I have plenty of coin. I got a, maybe I'm maybe I'm the cause of the coinage shortage, right? Because I have a I have a uh, in my uh, <laughs> coffee canister I got loads of pennies. I got quarters and dimes and nickels all over my table. So when you break a $10 bill or a $20 bill, you get this change. I throw them. I mean, I'm walking around with all kind of coins in my pocket. And I had I just I'm not hoarding them. It just uh it just happens. Uh, you know, uh I can turn these coins in and get some some dollars for it, but uh, it's it's like part of my savings. So I think most Americans do that after you break a $5 bill or $10 bill, $20 bill, you wind up with pennies and nickels and stuff. And and I think it's just by default. It just force a habit. We just take these coins and we throw them in the jar. So maybe that's the reason for the coin shortage. I do not know. I just find it interesting. More to come. deliberately my hoarding of coins pennies nickels dimes quarters etc etc happens because of convenience um i think it's based on something called gresham's law bad money driving out good money uh the bad money this the gresham's law is basically basically uh based on debauchery of coins you know back in the day uh let's say for example you had a you had two dollars one dollar was uh complete silver 100 percent silver made out of silver and your second dollar was made probably out of 50 percent silver According to Gresham's law, the bad money will drive out the good money. You will rather use that coin that is made of 50% silver than use the one that is made out of 100% silver because you want to hold on to that good money. So the bad money is driving out the good money, and you you will tend to hoard that good money. It's just out of <clears throat> it's common sense. It's a human nature, I should say. In my case with the uh, dollars, 
when I break a dollar bill or five dollars or ten dollars, what have you. See, it's more convenient to uh, walk around with paper money than it is to walk around with a, a bunch of coins in your pocket weighing you down. And this is a dilemma, uh, I think, in the monetary system. Uh, you know, uh, I do it. We all do it. It's human nature. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that's uh, hoarding coins, but not in a deliberate sense. It has much to do with convenience. I would rather have uh, $5 paper dollars in my pocket than to have uh, 20 quarters in my pocket. You know, walking around, this money jangling in my pocket. It's more convenient to have those paper dollars, and, and it's, it's safer that way. You're walking around with <laughs> money jingling in your pocket, and people are hearing you. You know, like you subject to get robbed, or somebody want to take all your coins from you. But uh, it's I think that's uh, Gresham's law that is affecting the coinage shortage. So uh, there are places where you can take your coins uh, here in uh, where I live in Chicago. You can take your money, all these coins to this machine and exchange them coins to get paper dollars. But there's like a some type of fee, maybe like 1%. You know, you may have $100 worth of coins and then you can receive 99% uh, of that in paper dollars. It's called Gresham's Law. Based on Gresham's Law. <laughs> More to film. Would you trade in freedom for convenience? Trade in freedom for convenience. At work, um, my co-worker friends, uh, they know my stance concerning this monetary system. They, they had made fun of me saying, you would rather have gold in your pocket? <laughs> Who walks around with gold and silver like that? So, uh, and I was laughed at because I was would rather have a, a gold, you know, a, a hard money economy because hard money will stabilize the economy. Uh, you cannot inflate gold. You cannot inflate silver. But you can debauch hard money. That's a dilemma there. So, uh, I... Now, I would rather deal with the inconvenience of having the gold. We can always return to having uh, something called representative money, you know, using gold certificates. When the paper says, the paper money says, pay to the bearer of this paper, this note, uh, $1, meaning $1 in silver for the most part. But, uh, I mean, it's it's a challenge. I would rather embrace my freedom 
I would rather embrace my freedom than trade my freedom for convenience of walking around with a bunch of paper. You know, I, I would rather have that gold. I would rather have that silver. But we can return to representative money. Now, based on Gresham's law, now based on Gresham's law, if we return, if we return to gold and silver, it will be, uh, in my view, more wiser to uh, have a s silver-based economy because there is more silver than there is gold. The ratio to silver and gold is is to me is off the chain. I'm I'm looking at uh, this website. Uh, gold something here uh, the price of goldprice.com something like that uh, the price of silver per ounce is $18.61 and the price of uh, gold per ounce is $1,727.44 so there is more silver then there is gold. And if you were to, uh, let's say you're going to make a purchase at a store, having a bunch of gold uh, may be an inconvenience because you might have to give up a $20 gold piece to buy a $5 cheeseburger, if you know what I mean. But uh, you're better off having that silver because of, you know, uh, the silver's, it's cheaper, right? It's a uh, it's of less value. You can have more silver dollars. It's the it's the five dollar versus fifty dollar scenario. And see, I'm walking around with fifty dollars in my pocket. I'm talking paper money here now. And I go to McDonald's. The well, you know, the cashier say, "Hey, we cannot accept that fifty. It's just too much." My uh, my cash. My cashier cannot handle that $50. Do you have any 20s? Do you have any 10s? $50 will wipe them out. So they find themselves going back to the bank or wherever you to break these $50 bills. So it's the same with gold and silver. And it's all based on, on Gresham's law. I hope I was clear. Do not make any sense? It's more convenient to have that silver. It's more convenient, you know, walking around with, hundred dollar coins coins based on a hundred dollar it's not as convenient it to see the silver will drive gold out of circulation and people will find themselves hoarding gold now during uh, 1871 I think this was the key uh, the root cause of something called the crime of the century when silver became demonetized, and those that hold the go ahead to corner the market and gold wanted a gold-based economy, monetary system. So when silver was demonetized, that impoverished basically those farmers um, during that era in 1871. And because, you know, they didn't have the money, they didn't have the gold to pay uh, their uh uh, their creditors see what I mean so uh, we uh, it's such a dilemma it's such it's, it's such a it's very difficult to explain this but uh, I think I made my point
Gresham's Law, bad money drives out good money. As I stated earlier, my friends had made fun of me because I wanted gold and silver, you know, hard money in circulation, rather than have paper. They really thought it was hilarious. So what I did was uh, I showed them a picture of the Bank of England and their vault where the Queen of England was standing behind all these gold bars. And I said, who's laughing now? <laughs> who's laughing now? Okay. A whole a room full of gold. I mean, just stacks upon stacks upon stacks of gold bars. Now laugh at that. Okay. Somebody knows the real deal, holy field, and it's not the common people. They don't understand economics, unfortunately, and we have been deliberately, deliberately dumbing down concerning this issue of the nature of money. Uh, we know how to spend money, right? We think money grows when it... <laughs> so that's such a, a ludicrous thought. Money do not grow, Okay. There's a limited amount of money in, in, in the in the world. So, uh, you know, the bankers, they wanted something called uh, elastic currency so they could manipulate the stock market. And not only that, and impoverish the common folk at the same time, you know, by causing inflation, causing prices of goods and services to go up. But your wage don't go up. Therefore, you become impoverished. So your $60,000 is the equivalent, $60,000 a year salary is the equivalent of to fifteen dollars or $20,000 a year, okay? You think you got 60, you think you make a 60, and then not to mention taxes, you know, if you're a single individual, you roughly 33% of your salary goes to taxes, some type of tax. Right? So you even have less money. I mean, these bankers got us by the kahunas along with the government. If it wasn't for the government, which is supposed to be we the people, right? Well, in any event, uh, bad money drives our good money. I would rather deal with the inconvenience than to uh, forfeit my financial freedom here's a final thought and I'm coming to a close uh, what would you do if the bankers decide to uh, stop printing money altogether right and keep us using our debit and credit cards okay so that's a very bad precedent we are set up we are set up so uh I'll leave that on your heart. I'm coming to a close. Godspeed. This concludes another episode of Against the Fed, I'm your host, Victor E. Cooper.